Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Team Alternative Podcast. Today, we're talking Black Widow. So, after long last, we finally got ourselves the Black Widow movie. This has been something that has been in the making since her debut in Iron Man 2. And for me, I thought it was it was worth the wait. Was it one of the better, best Marvel films we've seen? Nah. Was it one of the worst ones? Definitely not. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, standout for me was David Harbour's Red Guardian. That character was a whole lot of fun, and he killed it there. So that was the, my favorite part of the movie. But otherwise, the action scenes were um, were fun to watch. The ending, well, I, of course, spoiler alerts, as always. Um, the ending scene where they're falling out of the sky was fantastic. I'm really happy I was in a theater to see that. Probably wasn't worth going for IMAX. We did, we did not see this movie in IMAX. We mentioned that was something we would definitely be con- considered doing. Ended up not doing it, but probably was not worth the, the extra money for the IMAX films. But, of course, have to see the movie in theaters if you have not seen it yet. And Otherwise, I enjoyed it. It was one of Marvel's kind of middle middle tier origin kind of origin stories but yeah yeah it was definitely uh an interesting film no we didn't see it at imax um as of this recording we have plans to see suicide squad so i think usually when that happens um other things fall on the cracks but uh i thought it was a good movie is it the worst no is it the best no uh, one of these days we'll have to tack- tackle a uh, ranking of the Marvel movies, which I know is going to be tough. It's only going to get harder the longer we take to do it because there's yeah, more it's... and more films are coming around the corner. Right. Um, yeah, I there there's there's plenty to talk about when it comes to this. Um, the falling part at the end, again, spoiler alert, and that was fantastic. The only issue that I had was uh, the casual picking up of a parachute that was conveniently on a runway. I mean, but it's a superhero movie, so yeah, I can't. We'll, we'll, I mean, we'll let that slide. We'll let that one slide. Uh, I enjoyed. I enjoyed Red Guardian as well. I enjoyed Taskmaster. I. Uh, I do like using uh villains that maybe a lot of people aren't familiar with and um you know people can kind of tinker with their their background or if they want to i don't know what the word is i think it's like gender bend um and whatnot i i'm perfectly fine with it taskmaster i think was a great villain florence Pugh did a great job rachel uh Wise, please. I forget how to pronounce her last name. Did fantastic. Uh, Ray Winstone, who played the main bad guy, um, I think we can say for a fact that he's typecasted because that guy plays a bad guy in everything. Um, There's worse than to be typecast as. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, you got a job, I guess, but Hollywood's a lot different now. I think you can break out of it. Um, easier but we'll see but it was a great it was a great movie um did you have any like specific scenes maybe other than the the falling scene that you enjoyed the most 
I mean, I like the prison break scene. That was that was really exciting. And um, yeah. So they definitely try. I feel like I didn't get so much of the comic relief moments in this one. Like they were there, they just didn't hit the same for me. But I think David Harper's character was like the one exception who was able to pull that off. So seeing him kind of uh, like a kind of, kind of sloppy about his escape was entertaining at the very least. Mm-hmm. So that was a standout scene for me. Otherwise, um, going back to what you said about the villains, I do like it when they introduce new villains that I'm not familiar with. Cause it, cause as someone who does, has not read the comic books, I do like seeing the, I just like surprises here and there. Uh, I don't like it when they become one-off villains though. I don't like when they're here for this one movie just to, uh, to be a plot device and then they're just, killed off or just that's it no more of them but they definitely left this open for a return so i do like where that was going and of course the after credit scene setting up the next the next team to be built which is fantastic so i just i just like it when the characters are uh, are planned more long term as opposed to the one-off characters yeah uh i i get that uh, it's going to be interesting with where they go from here. Um, uh, well, I forget her name. Julie, Julia, something dry fit. I forget her name. I'm really, I'm uh, not going to remember any of their names, honestly. Uh, she made a surprise cameo. I wouldn't even say cameo. That's more like a guest. guest uh, cameo is like a passing scene to me. But she made a, an appearance... She was also in the Falcon and Winter Soldier show. Yep. So they're obviously building to some kind of different organization. So we'll see where that goes. But Florence Pugh is now, I guess, sent on the course of finding Hawkeye, which should be interesting. Hon- um, honestly, though, I don't like that. I feel like it's it's too easy of a um what, what's the word i'm looking for cliche no the um because it's like that because like she gave her that the motivation her her emotional motivation to go after hawkeye and i feel like it's very easy to rip that apart with like a simple conversation and it's so I'm. I feel like there could have been maybe a different way to go about that, but I mean, I get they're trying to tie things there. It just it just seems kind of weak to me. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't feel like this was building up to something as much as the past movies, post credit scenes did. But I got to be honest, after Endgame, what can you really do? Yeah. You're, you're kind of starting from scratch almost, so. But yeah, we well, said we said spoilers at the beginning. So the whole the whole idea here is that that at the end of uh, at the end of, after the credit scene and um, she's visiting Black Widow's grave, and then she comes over and says, "You want to get revenge of the person who who killed her," and it's just like really, I mean, we we all seen what happened there. Everyone knows how strong the relationship between Black Widow and Hawkeye was there. Do you really think this was some like in bad blood? way that she was killed off it's like really that's what you're gonna run with yeah it, it was kind of it was kind of a stretch 
it's a big stretch. It's probably one of the weakest. It's one one of the biggest stretches and weakest plot points that. Yeah, Marvel's I would had. definitely, I would definitely say in the, the history of those movies that was that was a it was a rage. But they can definitely, just use that as a, stepping off point and expand far beyond that. Like you can just use that to to get the character into the group and then progress from there. But yeah, it doesn't, I hope they don't try to make that her big, her big motivation going forward as a character. That'd be kind of weak, but otherwise I do like how they, how they set up the future. I like where they're going with it and they're making a point to do that with the newer characters. And I understand, and I, I'm wondering how they're going to tie in the already established characters with the new ones that they're introducing. And then, and then whatever the hell is going to happen with Loki I don't know if they're going to be able to piece that one together because that one kind of went off on its own thing. So I'm yeah, very curious I, to see what happens there. It, it, it'll be interesting to see what they do with it. Um, it's Everything's kind of up in the air, to be honest. We'll, so we'll see where that goes. Yeah, so because for those who are completely in the know with the comic books, I mean, they, they, I mean, of course they diverge from the, the comic books and the stuff, but to just have like a general idea of where they're going, if I don't have that general idea of where things are going, so I like I like the excitement of not knowing what the hell is gonna be around the corner. So I do like that they're leaving a big amount of mystery, and letting your imagination run wild with where they're gonna progress with the story. But yeah, I, I'm I'm happy with the uh, with where they're going. I thought Blackwood overall was a solid film, and um, afterwards, this is very recent. It comes out that Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney because of the the theatrical release not being exclusive, exclusively a theatrical release when they opened it on Disney Plus. Because something about her compensation being directly tied to the success from the theatrical um, success. So when that one gets severely hit because of the Disney Plus sales, she loses $50 million or something outrageous. So this seems like some attempt at a weak-ass loophole that I understand is a thing. Like, I don't think, like, when they drew drew up these contracts, I'm assuming these are all pre-COVID things, and they maybe just did not make the adjustments Knowing that the Disney Plus was going to be released like that. I don't know. I'm sure there was a whole lot of shady shit going on. Otherwise, they would have closed it, uh, handled it behind closed doors. But um, it's kind of annoying to see that it has to go to a lawsuit. But it certainly seems like Disney's in the wrong here. And I'm not too surprised. I mean, it's a, it's fucking Disney. Yeah, Disney's Disney's Disney is definitely in the wrong in this, um, as I've referenced in past episodes of Real Talk um, on the YouTube channel. You can't expect good things out of these co I call them like co releases, I guess you would call them, duo releases, whatever, simultaneous releases. I mean, if, it's def- if you're if you're gonna do it, then the then it, the actors should still get their fair share out of it because again, 
if it's a theatrical release or you're re uh, buying it at home for 30 bucks for, or whatever it is, the sales are the still of sales. It seems stupid that you're going to be, that uh, she's not going to get part of the money just because it was not a theatrical sale. So, I mean, again, usually it's not something you have to worry about because when does that ever happen? It just, it's just straight doesn't unless North Korea threatens, threatens the kill you or something and you have to release the, <laughs> the interview on Netflix or whatever the hell happened that one time. But otherwise it's yeah. always been a theatrical release. This is a very recent thing. And I, it just seems like general oversight and unwillingness to cooperate after the fact. Yeah. Um, I, I don't agree with, I mean, I understand the money aspect of you make more money versus uh, on streaming versus theatrical releases, but like you can't sit here and tell me as a Disney fan that you love the the movie business and then pull something like this. It's not you're you're hurting exactly the biz you're hurting the business that made you pretty much what you are. Um you know, I'm not talking about Disneyland or anything like that, but without movies, where would that company be? You know what I mean? And I got to be honest, like nobody's watching these movies at home, these streaming movies at home and going, God, it was a wonderful experience. And man, that movie really stuck with me. I mean, the only movie that we that we all watched um, this past year that has really stuck with me was Sound of Metal. And that's because that was phenomenal. But going back to this Disney and Scarlett Johansson thing. Uh, I read this tweet earlier, and kudos to this man for having the balls to post it. These companies make billions of dollars off the backs of other creative people. And they have a right to do that due to they're the reason why you're making billions of dollars. They have every right to take you to court and try to get more money and hold you accountable. You can't sit here uh, and listen to the, if, if you're listening to this and you're a Disney fan and you are anti Scar Scarlett Johansson to that, there's something wrong with that. There's something that you may not know. There's something that you haven't researched because she is someone who is your Black Widow. She's the first live action. You know, you know what I mean? She's yeah. she's Black Widow. Like Downey Jr. is Iron Man, you know, go on so so on and so forth. And she made that character and then she was an executive producer on that movie. She has every right to do what she can to hold these companies and these people behind these companies responsible. And I honestly am a bigger Scarlett Johansson fan because of that. You need to be held accountable. And I'm happy that somebody is doing that. You know what this reminds me of? The NCAA not paying their, their college athletes. I know it's a big... Yeah, well, I, mean, I mean... It's a similar thing. I mean, I went from film to, to sports, but... It's definitely in, in the sense, like, if 
they when they because they're going this is def, that's definitely going to the route where the players are going to start getting their compensation but it's like saying like the the players can get money based on how many people sh- show up and pay tickets there and then COVID happens and then they don't do that and then it's like okay cool so you guys are going to lose all your money from that shit that we're not going to deal with uh right now while everything's in quarantine and then we're going to soak in all of this uh, TV money otherwise. Like, we would have made anyway. So, it's just like, what the fuck? There's the money, I get the where the money is coming from shifts. But then, why is it that one side of the table gets all of the benefits from that? And then the talent is getting all of the, the losses because of the quarantine. It, it yeah, would be the it- same shit. If, if Scarlett Johansson did not decide to take them to court, then, you know, the way, unfortunately, the way things are going right now, we're kind of taking steps backward with putting masks back on and occupancy limits and whatnot, regardless of vaccination um, status, which is unfortunate. But if she doesn't decide to stand up for herself and take Disney to court, there's countless there's a there's countless people that would be disregarded in the same way that she was in the future with either covid continuing or them deciding to go to a duo release type schedule you know what i mean yeah it's like if it's not scarlett johansson uh, you know god forbid florence Pugh is the new black widow or white widow whatever and she gets her own movie and they do the same thing to her and promised her the same thing. It's like, come on, like, wh- where do you draw the line? You you set a dangerous precedent by not saying anything. So I give her all the credit in the world for doing it. And um, I got to be honest, Disney's answer was, was crap. I didn't see you know, the response, but the thing i'm uh, well makes me wonder is how many times has how much has this happened and we haven't noticed just because no one has uh stood up about it like how like this is there's no way this is a one-time thing this is the only movie and this is the only actor who's getting screwed over by this this has to be a far more common thing than people uh, than we realize i think there was a small thing with christopher nolan and tenet because he was told that they were going to release it um, via theater for like a month or so. I don't remember exactly what it was, but they kind of misled him. And I remember he was interviewed and he and he made kind of a nasty comment about um, Warner Brothers and, you know, HBO and whatnot. Oh, he made that's when he made the HBO Max is the worst streaming service comment. <laughs> There we go. I remember that. Um, it happens. These these conversations happen, and they just don't get a lot of traction. Especially, no, they don't it's... get a lot of traction, and it doesn't. It, and they don't do it against Disney. And I don't know if that's out of fear of who Disney or what Disney is. Um, I, in particular, don't hate Disney. There isn't a production company or media entity other than Fox News to be honest that I outright dislike but 
even the big seemingly untouchable entities out there need to be brought to planet earth on occasion and that's what this is even if it only brings them it it only even if it's only for a minute to say you know i don't appreciate what you did this is unfair because now it's public record that you did this didn't disney get shit on when or i guess technically the theaters got shit on back when they were releasing star wars and they were like cut getting into the theaters cuts and then if they didn't agree to it then they just straight up gave you got you got no star wars and that's like obviously a really big ass deal for a theater to not have a new star wars movie come out i remember that was a thing not too long ago so it's not like Disney doesn't do shit that people are not in favor of. It, it, I mean, it eventually faded away. I don't remember what happened with that, with those theaters. I vaguely, I vaguely remember Star Wars being used as like a, as a, a like a, like a, a totem or like a reward of some kind or lack of reward, but. I, I mean, there's a word we're, we're we're trying to find here. I know exactly what you're trying to say. Yeah, I can't find I the words tonight. Carrot on a stick. I, that's the best. There you close go. As I can yeah, get that's, to it. that's perfect. Um, but I I just don't. I I I don't know. I just don't agree with the way Disney handled it. And for Disney to come out once again, uh, I saw this on Twitter. Um, I need to cite my type my sources once this, this episode is released i will make a comment on it on the twitter but saying that she got compensation and the 20 million dollars or whatever why do you have to put the money she's compensated out there like keep it to yourself come on are they even allowed to do that i that's why i don't know if this tweet was i was gonna read the disney comment but a lot of these i don't know if it's out of fear of disney but a lot of these multimedia or media company things I follow aren't posting Disney's reaction to this. They're just, you know what I mean? It, Cause I think well, Disney's sure. reaction to it is not as, uh, um, grasping or, or, or intense or as big as pursuing Disney outright. You know what I mean? Kind of like how Activision and Blizzard had a lame-ass response to the shit that they had come out. And then... uh... Yeah, and now the news of the walkout is bigger than the story itself. That's what I'm talking about, is there's always moving parts to these stories, and sometimes there's one thing that outweighs or overshadows, rather, um, other parts of it. But They try to get it to fizzle away and die quietly, but then they they totally botch it. And then it gets way bigger because of it, and it's just good karma. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, Disney being held accountable, I'm all for it. I don't... This simultaneous releasing thing is so dumb. What they need to do is, and it's a simple fix, make it a theater release. Don't make it a two-week theater release and then non-streaming. That's just dumb. Make it a theater release and uh, make it a month. Make it a month, make it two months before it's on a streaming service. 
Yeah, because it's also and then do what you're doing by take uh, once it's on there, put it on there for a month and then take it off. Um, because then you know when DVDs come out and stuff like that, you can. You're not getting in the way of the. You're not getting in your own way. You're just, you know what I mean. Like, if you do it that way, then when whatever, however long, three months, four months, five months, when it's now off your streaming service, you can then market the Blu-ray, DVD, 4K, whatever releases of these movies, and then putting on put it on streaming. Yeah, see, cause it's it's also not just the actors you're getting fucked over here. I and mean, we ran about this all the time. It's the theaters too. I mean. It was such a huge, like, the drop-off from for Black Widow from the really good initial release to week two. The drop-off was so massive. Like, that's devastating to theaters. The theaters have been, haven't, have been hit as hard as anyone uh, during the quarantine. And they're, they're suffering immensely from not being able to, from not having the exclusive weeks of the op- opening weeks for these movies because they're getting done at home because i i don't know what the numbers are on people who buy it at home but obviously a lot of people are doing it because a lot of either people don't care enough to go to the theater don't want to spend the money on that or they uh they don't want to just because um because the number because the quarantine number is going back up but it's yeah it's not just the actors there it affects a lot of stuff there and yeah there's a lot of people affecting it's not just Scarlett Johansson. I mean, she's she's probably not even just doing this for herself. She's doing this for a cast and crew that thought that they had a deal in place for it to be a theatrical release and solely just that. But, you know, who, you know, the director's not going to do it. The producers aren't going to do it. I mean, she is a producer, but you know what I mean? Like, and it's Disney. And unfortunately, a lot of people are kind of afraid of don't facing poke the bear they say you don't poke the bear yeah this is exactly what i was gonna say but um if you really want to sit here and i know some people will listen to this and probably get pissed off about oh well you know i have premier access and stuff like that uh if uh, another thing these companies can do make these if you're gonna do simultaneous releases Make it more expensive, but make it so if you want it, I know it's thirty dollars to do, to watch. I mean, Cruella right now and Black Widow are both like thirty dollars to watch. Make it like forty five dollars, and it's unlocked, like completely, like a hundred percent. It can't be taken off. It's on your account. You basically paid for it, because. If you're really going to do this simultaneous release thing and shoot yourself in the foot, you might as well, like, make it so you're shooting yourself in the foot with a smaller caliber, if that makes any sense. Like, you you like, think they'd want to encourage as much theater going as possible just because it makes the box office numbers uh, look better. Because I don't think the at-home streaming goes towards the box office numbers. And I No, mean, and I, another thing is is some of these people like uh i don't know if we talked about this before i've wanted to talk about it but these streaming services and having a collection of them is now crawling to a point where we're paying for cable it's the same 
you might as well be getting cable. And it's just, it's, it's frustrating as hell because you have Hulu or the bundle, Disney, Hulu, ESPN plus Disney, Amazon, um, Netflix. Uh, I mean, what's it? HBO max. I knew I was forgetting one. Like between those, you might as well get, you might as well get cable. And when you buy these movies, like Cruella or whatever, no offense, but like, you, you, somebody on Twitter said like, oh, well, I only spent $30 uh, watching it at home versus the $40 it would have costed me to see it at a theater. And it's like, well, not really, because you spent probably what? I forget what the bundle is. It's like 13 or twelve ninety nine, twelve something like that. It's, it's I, like I want to say it's like having to have a membership to go to the movie theater. Yeah, it's like twelve ninety nine or something like that. So I was like, realistically, you spent more to see it at home. And if you really want to put like, oh, well, the money I saved in gas, then I guess that makes sense. But another thing is, is that if you really do love movies, you're going to you're going to go to the theater and you're going to go see it because that's how they should be seen. Yeah. And then, you know? you're, and then you're getting to the point where you're just trying to make the price as even as possible, but then you're not considering that you're watching at home versus a theater and the theater experience is so much better than watching it at home. Like, believe me, you're not getting your money's worth paying $30 at home to watch black widow. And if you're paying as opposed to paying $40 no, yeah, exactly. to go watch it at a theater. Exactly. That it, that's exactly right. And I gotta be honest, the popcorn at home sucks. You know, I that is one of the things. That, I I don't know why I like popcorn better at the theater. I just do. It's one of the rare things where going out is just better. Yeah, it, it, it's just the the fountain soda is better. The icy is better. Like the and candy. I mean, it's more expensive and stuff, but it's like we we all know that it's a ripoff because it's it's straight margins for the theaters, but. We uh where we live, we lost our theater for a bit. We uh we go we had a Roxy. It was it was what United Cinemas or something. We had that. We, it was that, United Artists. Yeah, it was. We lost it for several years, and we had to go across town to Edwards, which uh is shit. So when that theater when Roxy came back, we were so fucking happy about that. So don't underestimate how much you love your theaters if you go there even semi occasionally. You want the theaters there. And they make their margins on the popcorn and the drinks. There's a reason it's so goddamn expensive. There are theaters out there that will play that will sell movie tickets for one dollar and just say, "Please go buy popcorn and drinks," because that's where our money's made. Yeah, and there's always like deals, or they always have like memberships and stuff. That uh, it just bugs me. Go go to a theater. Don't I don't like this arguing. Um, streaming versus theater crap because it's just it's the same thing and you always get those people that are like oh well I want to see it from the comfort of my own home and it's like give me a break oh and if you're really and if you're being if you uh really picky about the prices just uh have your girlfriend hide a couple uh bottles of coke in your purse the people there literally do not give a shit yeah I mean I <laughs> I've I've snuck in candy. We, you know, we we've done that before, and it's just no it's, one cares. They're minimum wage workers. No one cares. And uh, but the one thing is, I think every time we've snuck in candy, I think it's mostly just been because of 
the candy that they over. don't have. It's also leftover because I don't eat a whole bag of Starburst at the theater every time. Yeah, and I, I mean, some of these theaters, the only time I've done it is the theaters didn't have what I wanted. They didn't have Raisinets. How dare they? That's, yeah, that, you have my Raisinets, I don't bring it in. But you, you need to see these in a movie theater, and you really need to do your research on the Black Widow um, issue and what's going on with it because this could be one of those things that changes um, how certain movies are released now uh, in terms of promising talent that they're going to release it some way. So should definitely look into that. Yeah, especially because there are plenty of people who want the simultaneous release to stay. Because a lot of because there are there is plenty of people who do not want to go to the theater and rather to stay at home and watch it, and that's fine. But if, but we they got to get this shit sorted out because it's not fair to the actors that they're going to get fucked over if this becomes a long term thing. Yeah, if if you want to watch it on streaming, I I mean I suppose that's fine, but if you're strictly streaming, you and me have beef, because. You guys can it, you guys can stream Space Jam too. It's fine. I haven't seen it. Yeah, yet, there's but. gonna be movies that you, and if it's like a hey, it's not playing in my theater type thing, I'm not even talking about you. Stop, stop yelling. Um, if it's not playing by you, then that's fine. But I, if, I mean, I'm not gonna go pay to see Space Jam. I mean, I to be honest, I should. And if I was making that money, I would, I would, I would definitely see it. I don't know if I want to pay to see Space Jam. But, yeah, well, I mean, from what I'm hearing, I don't I guess, either, but like, I guess they're paying either way. There, There's, we talked the other day about, um, there's a week, a two-week period in October where the release schedule is nuts. And I don't see one movie I, I would skip. So, we'll see. All in good time. 